there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Uh, can I just check something, boys? Yes. We're, we're definitely not a crypto podcast, right? No. Well, I think, did we, we talk are? about crypto previously? We talked about how uh, we weren't going to become a crypto podcast. Yeah, because I don't think any of us invested in crypto and lost money. Did we? <laughs> two, two weeks ago when... Uh, a thousand crypto podcasts bloomed. Yeah. Now in this week is a thousand crypto podcasts have their third and final week. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just trying to pay rent at the moment mm. rather than make a fortune like they were two weeks ago. I would suggest anyone who's gone, I'm going to invest in cryptocurrency and within three weeks has quit their job. Yeah. Needs to really hard think about themselves. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people. Mm. Uh, if you look at the cryptocurrency subreddits, there's a lot of people that are, They've lost their life savings or they think they've lost their life savings because they're mm. trying to pull it out or there's also suicide hotlines at the top of the, the subreddit. So things are pretty bad in the cryptocurrency space. You know what Robbo says? Hold. Yeah. Hoddle. Roddle. Robbo says don't kill yourself and before you've cashed out. You haven't lost any money until you've cashed it out. Yeah. That's yeah. when you need to kill yourself. Exactly. Robbo says? <laughs> yeah. I'm not encouraging people to kill themselves. Robbo says hold on, write it out. Write yeah. it out. This is just a blip. Anyway, this is not a cryptocurrency podcast. This is a conspiracy podcast. And what are we talking about this week? Coded messages. Yeah. Cam, can you explain what a coded message is and why it's a conspiracy? It's a message in code and it's not always a conspiracy. Sometimes it's just a sneaky little code. Sometimes they're fun. Okay. A couple of good fun ones. Sometimes it's just a little fun puzzle to solve. So let's get this out before we... But sometimes they're involved in a conspiracy. I thought let's tie together a couple if we can find some. Full disclosure. Yeah. Not a fan of this one. All right. We've talked about this before we started. Yeah. I just, there was you just. Ma- you made your feelings clear. Yeah. I don't know what I was supposed to be looking up. Like I typed in coded messages and I got like the Da Vinci code. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I found a few fun things about codes that couldn't be solved. Okay. But nothing that like really tied back to a conspiracy. Yeah. Except the ones that Cam talked about. Yeah. I like how we're just ripping on Cam. Yeah, it's unnecessary. All right, Cam, take the lead. What are we talking about? Well, what do you should, just do it. Should we start with the Summerton man? Yeah. Mm. I feel like maybe potentially this episode could 
just be called the Summerton Man and the Lead Mask Guys. <laughs> oh, I didn't do Lead Mask, but I had a couple other ones. That, right. Uh, okay. All right. Let's talk about. So the, I do have gear, but yeah. Let's okay. talk about the Summerton Man first. All right. December first, nineteen forty-eight. Thank you, Salty. Two jockeys are walking along the beach. All right. Oh, there's no conspiracies. What are these bloody jockeys doing? Yeah. What's going on there? Conspiring, right? probably. They're walking along the beach and they're like, oh, body dum-dum, law and order sound. There's a dead body on the beach. Say it like a jockey though. Oh, there's a dead body <laughs> on the beach. Yes. I don't know if we, I didn't think we were going to go there and we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, call the police, Bob. So they call the police. The police come down. They're like, oh, well, this will be an easy solve. Mm. Let's just check his ID. Mm, no ID. He's got no nothing on him. ID. Pockets are empty. Dust through his fingerprints. Nope, no fingerprints in the system. It is 1948, but still, no yeah. fingerprints in the system. Yeah. Oh, just check his name tag yeah. on his clothes. As if he was a kindergartner. Was this yeah. a thing in 1948 that yeah. adults would have their names written on their tags? I reckon it probably would have been. Yeah, maybe, right? Yeah, I feel I've, like that's... Is that because clothes were like, you, you know, it, it mattered if you lost a shirt because getting a new shirt was going to cost you a lot because someone had to make it? Yeah, they didn't have Kmart back then. Yeah. Because yeah. I... I my entire life, I don't think I've ever written my name on a piece of clothing. Uh, my mum used to when I played in sporting teams. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pair of socks. Yeah. But rugby jersey. I'm not mama's boy Robertson. Yeah. You know, playing in so many rad yeah. sporting teams. We didn't all have yeah. mums, Robbo. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers for bringing it up. There is also that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, no name tags, no ID in the pockets. There is something in his pocket. Sneaky little piece of paper? Yep. No, he had more than just a piece of paper as well. He had like a comb All right. and okay. like two pennies. A comb and a piece of paper. That's a bloody musical instrument waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, has anyone ever looked into that? Yeah, was he a muso? <laughs> was he just to- a bit of a bush muso? Um, has anyone ever looked into like whether any one-man bands didn't show up for gigs? <laughs> he also had a drum attached to his back. Yeah. <laughs> Some elaborate pedal system going on. Symbols so, tied to the inside of his knees. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to hear what's in his pockets? Yeah. yeah. So he had an unlit cigarette. Uh, that was on the right collar of his coat. Probably yep. better that it was unlit. Yeah. Yep. Not good for you. He also had a narrow Ameri- uh, aluminium American comb, half packet of juicy fruit chewing gum, an army club cigarette packet containing seven seven Kinsitas cigarettes. So he had a cigarette packet with different cigarettes in it. Yep. Uh, and a quarter full box of Bryant and May matches. Right. Which sounds like, I don't know if you guys ever read like puzzle books when you're a kid. There's a body being found and it's got a comb, a lighter. Right. How did he get there? What kind of macabre puzzle books are you reading when you're a kid? Oh, pretty cooked. Yeah, those are the kind of things that like you find, solve the puzzle of the dead body. Yeah. Right. You know when there's like a dead body laying in uh, like a pool of water? Yep. And there's like glass on the ground, but the window's not broken. Yeah. <laughs> um, Are you laughing because you worked at it? You solved the mystery? I'm laughing because I remember that sort of puzzle. <laughs> so, Summerton Man. Yeah. So he's got all that stuff in his pocket. Uh, they, they do find his suitcase yep. at the train station where he's got more juicy fruit. Yeah. Blake Bloody loves it. How did they know it was his suitcase? I guess. Oh, so it was a locker that someone had hired that matched his description 
right. at the train station that he was going like traveling from Sydney to somewhere else. Yeah, traveling juicy fruit salesman. Yeah, and um, so he hired that locker and then never came back for it. And then they right. remembered him. Oh, they they did find a spool of thread in the suitcase that matched the thread that had been used to uh, like, repair yeah. his pants. Yeah, uh, there was also a shaving kit. Some clothes, a coat with feather stitching mm. in the US style. A uh, bit of juicy fruit, which is was an American thing. Yeah. To eat juicy fruits. Also, a lot of people saw him on the beach. Mm. Did you guys read about the accounts of people seeing him on the beach? No. What was yeah. he doing there? He's just lying there because he's dead. <laughs> right. And But people are like, oh, yeah, we saw him just lying there. We thought he was asleep. Yeah. Or then someone else said they saw someone carrying a body. Down to the beach and they didn't like report it or anything. Right. Yeah. And then someone else thought he was asleep. A lot of people thought he, thought he was asleep. Yeah. Someone said they thought his arm was up for a bit. So many people saw this person. Mm. You know how people say like, oh, in the in the 40s, you know, your neighbours looked out for each other. Yeah. Blokes dying on the beach in a suit. Mm. Yeah. Being carried down there. Everyone just like, oh, yeah. Normal thing. Maybe well, his arm was up because he was going, help, Yeah, help me. I'm dying. People just like flat out ignored him. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, all right, like, you know, the person who saw. Actually, no, no one's. I'm on your side. Yeah. It's like the person who saw him, someone being carried down to the beach. Yeah. yeah. Should have been like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should call Constable Bob. Yeah. yeah. See something, say something. Yeah. Yeah. But like, who's sleeping on the beach in a suit? Yeah. It's the 40s. The, uh, An old drunken wino would probably. Yeah, but not like in a fancy suit. Yeah. The love generation hasn't hit yet. No. So hippies aren't bloody camping out on beaches. Mm. This is a weird thing. Anyway, what else did they find about the Somerton man? They, so the other thing they found in his pockets Whoa. is a piece of paper, a page ripped out of a book. Okay. Mm. Ripped out of a uh, book called The Rubaiyat. Of Omar Khayyam. Mm. Okay. Sounds foreign. <coughs> what is that? It's an 11th century poetry book mm. about life's transience. Right. By Banjo Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, written, it's by Omar Khayyam. Oh, right. Uh, and written on it, the words, Tamam Shud. Whoa. What does that mean? Which means, if I recall... It's the end? Yeah, Is that over. right? It's over. It's over? Yeah. Very mysterious. Yeah. No sign of the rest of the book until, is it a few weeks later? Yeah, yeah. A few weeks later after, you know, this has baffled everyone. It's reasonably big news because it's like, who is this guy? Oh, and there's no cause of death either. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's probably been poisoned. His spleen was enlarged. Yeah, but they couldn't find... Any evidence of poisoning? Yeah, yeah, that was. That was but also, it's it. 1948. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I'm sure that there was some poison where, over at Poison HQ, they're like, "Oh, they haven't worked out how to find this one yet." Yeah, spleen enlarging poison. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no idea how he's died. Just that he has died. Mm-hmm. Bit of a hubbub. Mm-hmm. Couple of weeks later, guy rocks up to the police station. He's like, "Oh, just by the way, BT Dubs mm-hmm. just invented the phrase BT Dubs." Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a common phrase in 2018. BT dubs, you know that guy that you found a page of a book? On that night that uh, he died, uh, I found a book with a page missing. That's the same book. Do you reckon that could be connected somehow? So I, re- I thought I'd leave it a few weeks. 
I was reading that they didn't really know where they well, didn't really disclose where that other book, the evidence of the book, finding the book came from. Mm. There was a few different stories. Okay, are you well, saying that someone just rocked up and handed it to the police? That's what I. That was my understanding. What did okay. you? What did you hear? Well, no, it wasn't clear. Like there was a couple of theories, but the police never really said how they found it. Okay, because yeah, this, this guy, it was like tossed into the backseat of his car. Right. So it was the the forties when you could leave your bloody windows yeah, yeah. open. Yeah. Uh, so we were in that mid range point between the good old days and the bad old now. Yeah. Where you could still leave your windows open. Yeah. But if you saw a dead body, you just didn't say anything. <laughs> Unless you were a jockey, <laughs> and thus, like your moral, <laughs> your morals are like you've just been loading up on cocaine to not drink, so you'd keep your weight down. Well, <laughs> what are assuming jockeys do? <laughs> yeah, you have extra morals because it's fit, it's fitting into it like a smaller body. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit of science for you. Um, okay, or you could just be like, I need to make up for all the cocaine. Yeah. Debauchery. Yeah. I should do the right thing when I see a dead body. The tiny cocaine orgies that I've been having. <laughs> uh, if any jockeys listen to this podcast, we're sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm so, so what happened? So they found the book. Let's skip past this thing we don't really know. Yeah, so they get this book. Yeah. They're like, all right, do a bit of scientific analysis. We did the old thread in the suitcase, thread in the pants comparison. Yeah. That was a match. Let's let's see. Oh, let's take the page. Take this ripped out bit of page. Oh, uh, 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 uh. They match. Yeah. It's a match. Cool. They look in the book. Someone's only written a bloody phone number in there. They're like, oh, this is the best sort of clue we could get for like shitty Adelaide cops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like thanks for spelling it out for us. They, they put down their pie floater and their chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, clue. They're like, oh, these clues have all been fucking weird up to this point. Finally a proper clue yeah. that we can follow. Yeah. All we have to do is dial the operator get them to dial the number. Easy. Mystery will be solved. Yep. They dial it up and it's this nurse. And they're like, what do you know about this bloody book? And she's like, me, a nurse from Adelaide in 1948. Of course I know about weird Persian poetry books. Yeah. I had that book and I lent it to a bloke. And the bloke like, was in the Navy or something? Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're like, a navalman. They're like, oh, some bloke who's in the Navy who might have picked up a bloody juicy fruit habit. Yeah. And bloody on maneuvers. American cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Mystery solved. Like, better go check it out though. Better go better just check that this uh, bloke you're talking about is not secretly still alive. Yeah. And so they go and visit him and he's alive. Yeah. And they're like, uh, do you know anything about this book? He's like, Yeah. This nurse gave it to me. Here it is. Flip to that page that was ripped out. It's still there. Although they didn't really need to flip to it because they had the ripped out version still. Yeah. He's like, I've got a fully intact version of that book. So why did the version that had the page ripped out have her phone number in it? And did anyone think to ask, you sure you didn't give out two copies of the book? <laughs> did you give one to someone else? She's like, oh, yeah. Maybe she gave, maybe she lent the first copy to the seaman. Yeah. And then. Easy. That's what a seaman is. Yeah. Go on. Sorry, why, why did you say easy? Why easy? Don't turn this around on me. You need to grow up. Okay. I'm just trying to get the root of why you'd say semen. Yeah. Don't say root. What? <laughs> the Cam Prude hour. Cam, the ball's in your court now. Yeah. Why are we... <laughs> Come on, Robbo. You're above <laughs> this. 
I feel like we're being massively shafted by Cam here. Yeah. All right, moving on. All right. So why couldn't she have lent the... She might have lent the book to the man who was in the Navy. Mm. Yeah, Navalman. The Navalman. Mm. And he's gone, oh, yeah, cool book. I'll buy my own copy of that. Mm-hmm. Bought that. And maybe he's given hers her back. Or maybe she's gone... But he still had hers. Yeah, well, she. but he might have gone, hey, here's your book back. And she might have gone, nah, that's all right. I don't want it anymore. Just rip, like, rip out the back page and murder something. He's like, but I bought my own copy so you could have yours back. And she's like, yeah, but I gave you mine. It was a gift. And he's like, I don't want two copies of this book. It was all right. I don't want two copies though. Yeah. I don't love po- Persian poetry. No, I just thought it would be a conversation piece on the bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> when I bring bring some birds back and they go like, oh, what's that? And I'll be like, yeah, I love Persian poetry. I'm really cultured. Yeah. And so he's taken hers and thrown it out. And then someone's picked it up and murdered someone. With someone's it. picked it up and murdered someone. Or someone's picked it up and been like, oh, this is." I was looking for a piece of paper to write my weird... Persian suicide note on. Well, okay, so that's the thing we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. Because this episode's about coded messages. Yeah. We haven't talked about a coded message yet. What's the coded message in this scenario? Isn't the code is the tamam should. Right. Didn't wasn't there like letters in there as well? Oh, was there? <laughs> yeah. That's the code. All right. Sorry. He had a page on his body yeah. that had that phrase on it. Yeah. Wasn't that in a fake pocket? It was, in a, it was in his fob pocket. What is a fob pocket? So you put your fob watch. Right. I guess. I always thought it was like, I mean, I always know fob being fresh off the boat, which is like racist. Yeah. I mean, sure. That's weird that <laughs> that would be part of your lexicon. Well, like there was, that's a whole thing. I too, much, too much romper stomper. <laughs> really? Is that what they say on romper stomper? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> no. I think if the people on romper stomper were saying, oh, you bloody fobs, I think everyone would be like, oh, they're not so bad. That's yeah, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> You guys it's, could be a lot worse. Light yeah. racism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what like, well, the fobs call themselves fobs. So, yeah. you know, this can't be that bad. <laughs> so they found the page, the page had this, the phrase on it in his hidden pocket. Yeah. But well, then it's, they not found really, the, it's not really a hidden pocket. It's, you know, like when you can't find your phone and you look in your pockets and it's like snuck up, this, snuck up into that one. In the sneaky pocket. <laughs> That's what happened with this bit of paper. They didn't, yeah, they didn't actually find it for months right. after they'd found the body. Do you guys, I always do that with my Mikey. I put it into my, my fob pocket or coin pocket yeah. in 2018. And I'm like, oh, no, I've lost my Mikey. I'm trapped on the other side of the barriers. How am I going to explain this to the guards that are going to bloody stab me in the back? Yeah. yeah. Then you hip thrust the machine and you go, oh, no, there it is. It yeah. <laughs> I just hump the machine is how I get through. <laughs> yeah. they, found the, they found his body. Then they found the page months later. Yeah. And then they someone come forward with the book after that. Yeah. yeah. So there's quite a, a process in yeah. our timeline. Yeah. yeah. So what's the coded message? It's not just the foreign message. There's also be racist to say ho- that was a code. There's a whole bunch of letters. And yeah. they were written in the book. Yeah. Not on the paper. Yeah. So it was linked to them. So it was in the, in that book that they found, right. yeah. Yeah. And it was just like ca- a whole bunch of capital letters. I'm not going to read them all out. There's like 30 or 40. But different lines, you know, one of them's crossed out. Like, you know, so it's got H-T-B-M-P-Q and then that's crossed out and it's right. a whole bunch. Um, apparently it was solved recently but I'm, I'm not convinced because um, it wasn't really solved. It's just like, oh, I think I've kind of got the code but it right. doesn't really say anything. Someone, I did see someone was like, oh, I've solved it. The code is not in the letters, it's in the letters. And it's like there's little marks in the lettering. Right. It could be Morse code. 
Okay, mm. that seems a little bit obtuse. Yeah, so this is the, I guess this is the conspiracy part of it. People think he must have been a spy of some sort. Yeah. For him to be like completely unidentifiable, yeah. either a Russian spy or a US spy. Mm. There was a lot of theories, like a lot of um, other soldiers and stuff thought that it could have been their friend. Like a lot of people were missing people at that point. I guess mm. the war wasn't too long over. There was still a lot of soldiers around. Like, oh, that could be our mate. We got on the piss and we mm. lost him. Let's go. And then, then nah, it wasn't him. Um, that's about it in terms of what people know. Mm. What do you guys think? With time travel, yeah. obviously. Oh, okay. Well, two, I didn't know that was in the mix. Two, two, book, two identical books. Yeah. One with a page ripped out, one intact. Forget my borrowed at bought his own theory. What if they were the same book? A little bit of a Mandela effect. Yeah. It could be. What do you reckon? I don't know. Uh, I think he's probably – no, I have no idea. Normally I'd say, oh, no, he's definitely a spy and like someone poisoned him, of course. Mm. No idea. It's so weird that she had given the same book to a similar kind of guy. Mm. And her phone number is in his book. How does that happen? Yeah, so like <clears throat> way more recently, I think she might she might be dead now. Yeah, I think she died a couple of years ago. Yeah, but like sort of recently before she died, a few people talked to her yeah. and came away thinking that she knew exactly who he was. Right. Mm. So do you think she was going around? Because I, I did read some theories that she was a spy. Ooh. And she had been working for whoever. Okay. But like... Is that in Spycraft? You go around giving people... Sneaky book. A poetry book from Persia? I guess she's done it twice. You could, you would if you had some sort of... So here's the thing. Maybe she was a Persian spy. Because mm. you've got a book, a Persian book full of Persian language with a secret code written in it mm. and then the page ripped out has a Persian saying on it. Mm. Maybe the book was the, the actual cipher. Hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Maybe the code written in there was the code. Yeah, yeah. You needed the book to go through and figure out what it said. Yeah. The message was it's finished or whatever. So I can mm. scribble that down on a page, ripped it out because he has to like keep that to prove later on that he's who he is. Yeah. Ditches the book, dies. Yeah. But he solved the code because the book was part of the code. Yeah. One thing we didn't mention, she lives. She lived like a street down from where he was found as well. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like she was also in Adelaide, but mm. the other side of the city. It by is the hills. Adelaide, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, no, everything is one street away from everything. Like the the book itself, the themes of the poems are all about like living your life to the full and not having regrets at the end. It's like it's a good little book to read if you're about to top yourself, I guess. Mm. Yeah. So you just think he killed himself? Yeah, maybe he's just like, oh, I've done all my spying. One of the theories were the, the cigarettes packets mm. as well because he had the same cigarettes. Sorry, different cigarettes in the, in the packet. Mm. Um, they re One of the theories was someone poisoned the tips of the cigarettes and then replaced them. That's why it had a different brand. Right. But they couldn't find any any reasons. Mm. I guess it'll just remain an unsolved mystery. That's what this podcast is about, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a bit of a conspiracy. There's spies. Is that not yeah. enough for you? Me? 
And, yeah, you. And me, me particularly or our yeah. audience? You. Uh, yeah, no, there's enough for me. Oh, this is a good one. I enjoyed it. Mm. But what else are we talking about? Because it's coded messages. All right. So do we want to take a quick break and then come back with the, the rest of the coded messages we found? Yeah, go on. All right. All right, we're back. Let's talk some more coded messages. Good idea, Cam. Ooh. Did you guys find any others? I've got a couple of fun things. There's a few. Um, Did you guys find Ricky McCormick? I didn't find Ricky McCormick. Ricky McCormick sounds like a little kid in the schoolyard that's just like annoying. Yeah. Get Ricky McCormick, get to class. <laughs> so Ricky McCormick was- He's got a slingshot, <laughs> <Yeah>. no doubt. <laughs> Ricky McCormick was a guy who was a ne'er-do-well. Mm. Uh, I think uh, he might have been taught. He might have been the, one of these guys that was talking about how someone's out to get him. Mm. Everyone's like, "Yeah, all right, Ricky." Yeah, we've heard that one before. Get uh, to class. They find his body, and he's dead. Yeah, and he's got a couple of sneaky coded messages in his pocket. Whoa! That uh, don't make any sense. Again, it's just like lines of letters: Alpute, Glace, Sayerte. Velsame, Mitsetsky, Yusuferta. Did you just summon a demon? I know, right? It's like you're singing them. Yeah, no one checked that. Yeah. No one checked if you read them out if any demons pop up. None have, so. Don't play that backwards. Do play it backwards. (laughs) Now edit it in backwards. (laughs) Anyway, super secret code. No one can crack it. Yeah. The FBI spends 12 years trying to break it. They take it to the top code breakers in the world. Yeah. Try and break it. Uh, then they, they're like, they don't tell the family that they, they found this. After 12 years, they do. At which point the family says, well, you know, I don't know what sort of codes he would have been writing because he was illiterate. He didn't really, <laughs> he couldn't really read or write. Wouldn't you take it to the family first? I don't know. Well, yeah. that's the thing. You don't know how you can trust, mate. Yeah. No, fair point. That's true. Fair but, point. Uh, Plus, if they'd gone straight to the family and they'd just gone, he was illiterate, they'll be like, yeah, I think they're covering up the fact that he's written this code. Yeah, and they yeah. probably killed him. So they think it might have it might have been like some sort of system he'd come up with himself to like keep track of who he sold drugs to, mm. which could have something to do with how he ended up dead. An illiterate way. So he was, if you were illiterate, right? Yeah. And you were going to make up your own language system, mm. why would you use the conventional letters? Make up your own. I guess they're kind of around all the time. Yeah, I suppose. Like, But you don't know what they mean. Like I wouldn't want to come up with a whole series of different squiggles and learn them. Like at least like I guess if you're illiterate you must recognise the squiggles in some way. Yeah. I guess that's what separates us artistic types. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to make up some rad letters. Yeah. So he was just acting scared. There was another case in Germany with like a similar thing where they found like this guy was going around and he was saying, someone's going to kill me. And they're like, yep, all right, Hans. Next minute, they they found him dead in a car crash. Right. With codes on him, no clothes. And also when they 
really check. They're like, oh, hang on. You haven't died in a car crash. You've died and someone's put you into a car crash. He had been hit by the car, right? Yeah. I think they figured out he had been hit by this car and then someone had put him inside the car. (laughs) Was it his car or they don't know where the car came from? I don't know. But yeah, again, it just had some weird code. Right. This will surely have the answers. But again, these aren't really conspiracies. Do you guys want to hear about the Dagapayev code? Yes, please. Uh, So the Dagapayev code, uh, it's unbroken. And it was in the back of a book called Codes and Ciphers uh, from this this Russian cryptographer, um, Dagapayev. I don't know if that's how you say it, but that's how I'm saying it. Anyway, for years, like, he issued this as a challenge. And for years, he... People were like trying to crack it, trying to work it out. And then this book went into other editions and it got to the point where he said, I don't actually know what the code is. I don't know if anyone's cracked it because I forgot. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I've made a mistake. <laughs> and I think the theory is that he didn't do a proper code, then forgot what he had actually started with. Never been broken. <laughs> Good work, Dugger Payev. Yeah, put down the vodka, mate. Yeah. Write, write it down somewhere. Yeah. Like if you're doing it in a book as well, like, yeah. surely he's got an editor that's that hey, knows. Can you just check yeah. if this makes sense? I, um, I found a fun one uh, from the end of the war. So there was a, um, when the, the Allied armies stormed the beaches of France on D Day. Mm hmm. British Army was under a total radio blackout, so officers had to send carrier pigeons to England with coded messages. Mm. And one of them got a bit confused and lost their way. Yeah. Poor little pigeon. Oh. And got stuck in a chimney. Oh. 70 years later, this bloke's renovating his house and he pulls out the chimney. Yeah. Little little pigeon skeleton falls out with a little red canister tied to its leg. And inside, the little capsule yeah. pulls out a piece of paper with a coded message oh, on it. Oh, that's great. That had been sent from the front yeah. back home. Yeah. This is important. Yeah, this is important. <laughs> Someone's life or many, many people's life depends on this. Actually, Hitler is good. Yeah. We were wrong all along. So, Do you really want to turn it into a romper stomper podcast, <laughs> don't you? So in 2012, experts gave up on trying to crack the code yeah. because they just couldn't. Right. Um, and they've, they've had to come out and say, without access to the actual original code books that this was made with, we, we have no idea of how to crack this one. Um, but it's one of those things that I think they've put up on a website and been like, everyone have at it. Yeah, what could yeah. it possibly mean? That was great. This yeah, yeah. Little pigeon, and there's like a photo. Look, the little pigeon leg. Oh. With a <laughs> little canister on it. It's brilliant. Oh. It's kind of a fun thing to find and also like, part of the history of, yeah, you know, like it's not really tangible to think that things are flying around, mm. sending codes and things. Like my knowledge of carrier pigeons in the war is from like Blackadder. Right. Um, you just don't think they exist because Blackadder does, you know. Yeah, There's fun. documentaries, right, about the hero pigeons of the war and stuff. Yeah, but they mean nothing to Robo. Yeah. Well, I've never seen one. I've only seen Blackadder. Yeah, right. Heroes. I just love the comedy stylings of Rowan Atkinson. Don't if they didn't have these me for that. pigeons risking their lives every day. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, we might not afford the, the freedoms we have now. I'm not bad mouthing the pigeons. Your name might be bloody Hans Blickman. Hans B- <laughs> Who's Hans Blickman? Where did I get that from? <laughs> the other fun one I found was uh, Tatiana J. Van Vark's haiku. 
So Tatiana is a, well, it says she's a cross between an engineer and an artist. Okay. So you just breed the two and then you get. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. An artist. Crossbreed and an engineer and an artist. Um, So she makes machines that often um, copy or kind of imitate technology from the past. And um, she has a reputation as a gifted engineer and she made an oscilloscope from scratch when she was 14 years old. That's pretty good. How's that? What is an oscilloscope? Oscilloscope measures frequency of like sound oh, yeah, or yeah. power energy and stuff. Oscillator is a word related to that. Yes. Yep. It's a word that I know. Well done, Robo. Um, Thank you. Gold star. So she, stamp. <laughs> <laughs> she has developed a cryptographic device that she says is an improvement on the Enigma machine. Well, I hope so. Didn't they crack the Enigma machine? Yeah. Well, there's still an Enigma codes that they haven't been able to crack because oh. they were kind of improving it all the time. Yeah, but are there Enigma codes they failed to crack just because they're like, all right, we got him to Argentina. We don't oh, need to, we no, don't need to crack these codes definitely, anymore. <laughs> definitely people that would be interested in continuing to crack them. Yeah. Also like, oh, I'm a code cracker. You know, oh, I've got a sweet job. Oh, the war's <laughs> over. Oh, no, we still need to crack the rest of these codes. It's imperative. I've got a little code-breaking anecdote, actually, a little wartime code-breaking anecdote. Okay. My um great-aunt was a... Okay, well, tell it first and I'll finish my story after. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I wasn't engaged in your story, so it's fine. Well... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Cam. Go. My, um, my great-aunt was a code-breaker in the war. Oh, right. And she wouldn't talk about it at all. She took her right. oath of secrecy very seriously. Really? Except before she died, she told like some people all of my secrets are in uh, this little box in my room. So, you know, if you want to know all the secrets, they're in the box. Yeah. She dies. Box cannot be found. What? Secret oh. box, MIA. Must be hidden somewhere. Under the floorboards? Ah, all gone. Floorboards are gone. Yeah, no floorboards to be found. Jeez. Wow. Sorry, Salty. No, Go you're on. right. That was a good one. Yeah, that was good. I think we should do an episode on Cam's auntie. Yeah. <laughs> great auntie. Great auntie. Yeah, she was great. Not a good one. <laughs> hey, uh, so this uh, Tatiana, she's developed this machine that she says is um, an improvement on the Enigma machine. And she has promised to share the details of how it works if someone can decrypt a coded haiku that she's written. Right. Right. So that's online. You can check out the coded haiku that she wrote. It says the message is short enough that it almost looks like it should be easy. Mm. But nobody has cracked it yet. To date, her machine remains as much of a mystery as her encrypted poem. That The shortness of, of these coded messages is... Like a problem. Yeah, they um, need to be longer, right? Yeah, so yeah. I was actually looking at someone tweeted and I, and I can't remember who it was and I apologise, uh, about the Voynich manuscript and they said, look up this this person that almost cracked it and this person passed away. Right. But they looked at it from a botanical point of view and the, the it was like a university lecturer or whatever who was or a doctor of, of things. And he was also a linguistics person and he went through all the Voynich manuscript and just focused on the um, the plants, mm-hmm. and then looked for uh, letters that were paired together, 
and then tried to identify and reckon them with plants, what we could identify with from the plants. Right. So there's a couple of plants in there that were kind of familiar to people and people said, yeah, no, they're definitely this bush. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to work out the, the letters from that and he kind of almost got close and people mm-hmm. think he actually was, you know, had, had something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so really put it under a blue light. Yeah. <laughs> Just put it under the full moon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of these coded messages and, mm. and same with the um, the Adelaide dude. Mm. It's just too short that yeah. like unless you yeah because they want to find code, like groups of letters like GHs together and yeah, and yeah. Uh, short messages might not have a word with a GH in it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Look, look for lots of ones that are the same. It could be an E. Oh, yeah. hey, yeah. Did you learn that from your great auntie? <laughs> I think I just learned that from like a lesson of, one, Cam. I think I learned that from Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, right. Do you, this is slightly off topic. Uh, there's a famous Wheel of Fortune bit in New Zealand where uh, All Black was on there and it was like Celebrity Wheel of Fortune and he asked for an O for awesome. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, great All Black. I don't want to laugh at Ingi mm. Tuigamala. He was like my childhood hero. So Maybe he was referring to the band Awesome Wells. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, actually, I have a personal anecdote as well about coded <laughs> messages. Yeah, here we go. Now it, we're all sharing. It also it also involves a name drop. <laughs> I apologise. I only name, name dropped with great arms. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's an anecdote and a name drop. Right. I'm not saying also like cans. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to have to name drop, but. But I kind of have to. But cans, great uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the first, the first time that Dream Theater toured to Australia, and this, um, there's a guy mentioned in this who is a real person, who I doubt is listening because I think he probably believes a lot of the stuff we talk about. Okay, but if you are listening and you are that guy, drop us an email. Um, Don't sue us for, for defamation. No. no, no, drop us an email. We want to get in touch. Yeah. So, um, Dream Theater toured Australia in 2000 eight or six or something when the first tour they did um and i was involved with a website called ozprog and we were like one of the co-presenters of the tour this is like a reverse name drop now you're giving the really nerdy reason why you had a vip backstage pass no well i so the long story short of the name drop is i know the band dream theater yeah right so when um when i was at their show in either sydney or melbourne um, I had my VIP thing on and I was waiting after the show mm. to, to go back and hang out. And this guy comes up to me, looks look like a normal metal guy, long hair. He came up to me and he was holding looks, in. Looks like a normal metal guy, but looks like a crazy normal man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy normal person, normal metal guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he comes up to me, he's clutching like an exercise book. Okay. Like a school book. Yeah. And he, and he comes up to me, he goes, oh, hey, hey man, do you, um, do you know that? Do you you know you know the band? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, ah. Oh. Even back then, he couldn't help bloody yeah. name dropping, yeah. bragging. Yeah, yeah of course I, I don't. I don't well, dream theater. If you ask me straight up, I'm going to answer you. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, you don't. He goes, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I've I've put this together for them. I've spent I've spent so much time on it. I've 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 done this whole book, and he's like, he shows me it, opens it up, and it's just pages and pages of random numbers and letters written out, like scrolled through the whole book and all these weird sentences that don't kind of make sense and yeah. like, like the ramblings of a crazy man. But like, you know, big streams of conscious of sentences that weren't really sentences, numbers, lists. 
and it was like full, this whole book. He's like, oh, it's really important that I get this to the band because, you know, I've, it's, it's, you know it's, it means a lot to me. So I kind of said, look, I said, I can, I can put it into the hands of someone in the band. I can't guarantee they're going to read it. Yeah. Or look at it because it's cooked. But I can like I can I can pass it on for you, no problem. And he goes, "Oh, thanks, man." He gives it to me and pisses off. So <laughs> I met one of the guys in the band afterwards, and we're like, "This makes me feel really bad." Because if the guy is listening, he's like, "Oh, guess they didn't look at it then." But I, I think I think some of them did. I kind of handed it to them. I went, "Look, someone gave me this." out there for, to give to you guys. I wanted you to read it. He just looked at it and went, what the fuck? <laughs> and I, I don't think they looked at it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened to it. I kind of wish I'd kept it. Yeah, it's pertinent If I'd podcast. known we were doing this podcast 10 years later, yeah. I would have kept it. What other messages do we have? Uh, Cryptos? Cryptos? We're not a crypto podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kryptos mm. is a statue outside the FBI. CIA. CIA, sorry. Officers. It was commissioned by them in the early 90s. Mm. Uh, and they commissioned, you know, it's like a, a guy that makes statues. Yeah. Mm. And he got on board some other people that like were used to be involved in the CIA and stuff to come up with a super secret code. Yeah. Uh, and he... Wait, so did the CIA not know what the code says? No. So the CIA's been a long time trying to break the code. So the code could just be like, ah, the CIA sucks. Um, well, so they've broken – so basically you put this like there's four sides to it. It's like a like an S-shape kind of a thing and there's four panels. Yeah. So the first three have been broken. So the CIA really suck and then we don't know what the fourth one says. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so the first three have been broken but it took them like nine or ten years to break it. Mm. And when someone broke it, they like they send it through and they're like, yeah, I think I've broken it. And the guy's like, yeah, you definitely broke it. He also said, oh, I actually made some mistakes. Yeah, right. He came out and he's been correcting along the way. Which like if you're going to make a super secret code, don't make mistakes. Yeah, no. Especially if you're putting it into a statue. Yeah. Um, but then once they came out and said it, the CIA came out. Oh, so this person said, I use like uh, c- computers to do it, like super powered computers at the time to do it. And then the CIA came out afterwards and they're like, Oh, yeah, no, we solved it like two years after it was built and someone just did it with pen and paper. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you just guys just lying. Yeah. That's um, not like the CIA. And no. then the NSA came out and said, oh, no, we also solved it. We didn't tell anyone. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, so pretty much everyone, like all the secret agencies, actually dedicated time to solving it. Yeah. Or they didn't and just said they did yeah. once someone else had solved it. Yeah. Uh, so that is still unsolved, but because uh, he's made so many mistakes – Probably not going to solve it. Yeah. Get your codes right, people. Mm. Should we do the Len Masks case? Yes. Yeah, I don't know anything about that one, so I'm curious to hear what oh, this is. This, Robert, is, a, this, this is kind of creepy and weird and... Yeah. This is another bloody banger. Okay. All right. Well, in the, in the criminal justice system, there are two separate yet equally important groups, Robo. Yeah. And especially down in... Brazil. Down in bloody Brazil. Okay. Uh, there's the police that investigate crimes. And then the district attorneys, they don't get involved in this one. No. Okay. So it is 1966, August 20. Yep. Uh, young man flying a kite. Yeah. Righto. Out in the hills. 
Okay. Those BS <laughs> excuse for being out in the hills I've ever heard. Is he in Brazil? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you reckon in, in 66 some guy's like out firing? Yeah, he's, he's I reckon. Like, I'm going to go out in the hills and that get munted. I reckon. Like what do you, What else do you have to do in the 60, in 66? Acid probably hasn't made it down to that point yet. No. Cocaine. He might have got munted and was like, look at the kite. Yeah. It's awesome. Anyway, he's out flying a kite when he happens upon improving upon the summited man mm. several decades earlier. He finds two dead bodies. Oh, yeah. Double. Double the hit. Yeah. I think he, he spots them a little distance away on a hill, on another part of the, the hill. Yeah. Because mm. when he goes to the police and says, hey, El Coppos. Yep. There's two dead bodies out there. Don't cut that. Yeah. <laughs> the um sorry, La Policia. Hey, here we go. The there's two dead bodies out there. The police are like, yeah, the train's a bit rough. We'll go tomorrow. Yeah. So, so they had to go the next yeah. day to look at them. So they get out there. Manana. Manana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do get out there eventually, and they find two bodies lying next to each other, partly covered by grass. Both wearing a formal suit, mm. both wearing a raincoat, waterproof raincoat over the top. Okay. And both wearing a lead eye mask. So, like, you know. Like a Zorro mask? Well, like, you know. Pair when, of sunnies. Yeah, but yeah. made out of lead. Okay. Yeah. So, you can't see through it. Yeah. Especially not if you're Superman. Doubly so for him. He yeah. can't see through lead? No. no. Okay. Oh, I like how you both <laughs> said that. So, <laughs> No. No, that they could do anything. Uh, no evidence that. Would you say lead is Superman's eyes kryptonite? Yeah, carry on. No, kryptonite. Yeah, except- kryptonite is his eyes kryptonite. Yeah, lead protects him from kryptonite. Yeah. Oh, okay. But right, carry on. It also it protect, but it also bloody attack. Some word for hide <laughs> that has a C at the end. Because <laughs> if there was kryptonite in a lead box, it protect it not detect. <laughs> If there's some lead, if there's some kryptonite in a lead box, he'll be like, "Oh, this will be fine to open." Yeah, it's not though. Is Jokes it? on soups. <laughs> so, um, doesn't look like anything has gone down. They do find uh, some empty water bottles mm-hmm. and a packet with two wet towels. Wait, like a like a refresher towel you get at KFC, or like a towel that's wet in a packet? I think just normal towels, okay. but they're wet. Yeah. Yep. They also find a notebook with cryptic instructions, which in English say uh, 1630, uh, it's 4.30pm for you, Robert, mm-hmm. be at the specified location, 1830, ingest capsules. Sorry, what's 1830? Uh, that's 6.30pm. Got it. Ingest the capsules. You might have uh, detected where the death might have yeah. occurred there. <laughs> yeah. uh, after the effect, protect metals, await signal mask. Yeah. Now I have I have issues with that because okay. that doesn't make much sense. But to me it seems like it should be saying take the capsules after the effect, protect yourself with the mask yeah. and await the signal. Yeah. But the words are all out of order. Is and I a, wonder if that's just a translation. A translation thing? thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I would, if I was the Wikipedia page for this. You'd make note of that. Wikipedia, every man's bloody dictionary, every yeah. man's encyclopedia. Yeah. I'd just make it sound a bit more logical. They also found a notebook with like a, or like strange codes in it. Mm. 
Very mysterious codes. Mm. Uncrackable. Okay. Although they have been cracked. Right. Uh, <laughs> both of the guys were television repairmen and the codes, the super secret codes were just like television parts. <laughs> like vacuum tubes. Ser- serial numbers for TV yeah. bits. Right. Number seven, solenoid. <laughs> so what, like... Do we know about them then? Why do they have lead masks on? So possibly because they were going to meet a UFO. Oh. The idea being that when you encounter a UFO, there's blinding light. Yeah, okay. So pop on your little lead mask. Yeah. Although why couldn't Sunny, just some normal Sunnies have done the trick? Is a lead mask something that you can just buy or like make it? They were quite rough. It looked like they'd just been cut out of a sheet of of lead with... Tin snips, yeah, because lead's quite malleable. Okay, um, I guess like in the sixties, mm. did you have like super blackout sunnies? Oakleys, yeah. Could you just Probably smash on Oakleys. your Ray Bans? Yeah. Oh, but does it like you know? Um, did we talk about this in the time travel episode? We're talking bright. Bright light. No, yeah, but, yeah. But you know there's like the photos of time travellers and there's the, yeah, the that, dude with the, the one photo of the guy with the sunnies. Aren't yeah. those like super dark sunnies? Yeah, they've got the weird yeah, like little leather back. things around the side. Mm. So it's like your super focused yeah. vision ones. Like a, if you're into steampunk, you'd probably wear. Yeah. But he's clearly brought them from the future. <laughs> yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, no, sorry. Fair point, fair point. Debunk that argument. Yeah. <laughs> Disregard. Um, plus, if we're talking intergalactic, potentially spiritual extraterrestrial light. Yeah. Pretty bright. Yeah. No, definitely. It's light that we can't fathom. Yeah. Light. Uh, if it can block Superman's vision, it can block yeah. UFO light. Superman's kryptonite. Because they were into like scientific spirituality or something. Yeah. This was a friend of theirs said, well, they were into like trying to contact spirits. Yeah. Using right. science. And so, pills. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> they may have just overdosed on yeah. some sort of, Psychedelic, which is the last bloody thing you want to do. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else on coded messages? No. No. But I, think, I think you might. Some, you might have some modern gear. Oh, uh, look, I've been following QAnon. Yep. And news has just broke as we're recording this. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. Huh? Well, no. Um, you, are you going to include the whole message? <laughs> this is this is just over the mojo. So the the fake news awards yeah. that Donald Trump has been talking up for two weeks and he postponed them. Mm-hmm. So QAnon's uh, he had a whole big thing about everyone get your memes together and get it ready for the fake news awards and we're going to blitz social media with the memes with the memes and the memes that the the QAnon subreddit got together. Um, I've I've got a thread going on Twitter if you want to check it out on the Hypothesis Twitter. I've been putting some of the memes up. I couldn't describe them any better than garbage. Yeah. Um, maybe trash. And it's quite funny on the subreddit, a lot of people that are posting there clearly don't know how to even use a computer. Yeah. So like, oh, I've made a meme. How do I put it on the internet? These are the people like, that like are on 4chan, but they don't know anything about how yeah, forum works. Yeah, pretty much. Did um did anyone post the how a DJ is like a bad cunt? No, no. <laughs> Damn. Because that's a good meme. That's my favourite. Yeah. No, it's all like just, just you know, I, I guess if we've talked about Q, it's all intelligible stuff. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, red pill. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? This isn't going to red pill anyone. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Donald Trump's fake news awards were going to coincide with this great meme war that the Q was putting out and everyone's theorising and I think Q had hinted at the fake news awards were going to be like just that's when it's all going to happen. We're going to find out that Hillary's in Guantanamo, yeah. Obama's in chains, um, it's all happening. And, all right, and so Donald Trump's going to come out to the podium and he's going to be like the fakest of news. You remember that report where Hillary was walking around free? Yeah. This is how fake the news is, folks. Yeah. Um, and like there was theories that Julian Assange was going to help present the fake news awards <laughs> oh, no. uh, and that it was going to be Hillary was going to be paraded, paraded in handcuffs um, on her way to Gitmo. So all of this is kind of wrapped up and people are 100% on board for all of this. So deluded. So the fake news awards happened yeah. um, just uh, about not long before we recorded this podcast. Basically it was a web page with like a listicle yeah. of like news reports. Initially that, it was a broken link. Yeah, broken link um, on the GOP website. Uh, and then it was just yeah, a listicle of things that Donald Trump didn't like. Yeah, right. So I think Hillary is still not arrested. Well, she's been arrested. We just don't know. We yet. just don't know mm. yet. So the, I, I guess I'm guessing I haven't looked at the Q subreddit and eight chan to find out mm. what the reaction to that is. But I'm assuming they're all going to be like, oh, we were all tricked mm. and we we're actually been lied to. Mm. I'm assuming they're not going to double down and go harder on yeah. this <laughs> crooked theory that they've all convinced themselves on. Have you got? Have you seen any more QAnon stuff? Oh, bits and pieces. It was all mostly around building up to the fake news awards. Did you see there was some Hawaii gear? I did see the Hawaii gear. So for those that don't know, I'm sure everyone does, uh, everyone in Hawaii got a text message or they got a notification on their phone the other day yep. or a text message if yep. you didn't have your push notifications or whatever saying, uh, oh, just by the way, missile alert, there's a – Missile incoming. Mm. Yeah. Uh, take shelter immediately. Yeah. Don't loot. Don't loot. There's no time. <laughs> uh, as an aside, the uh, site traffic for the website Pornhub through the roof. Oh, no. <laughs> About 10 minutes after that went out. <laughs> oh, see, this is the thing. I read like a whole thing on Reddit, like people in Hawaii, what did you do yeah. when you got the message? Oh, so sad. All these people that thought they were about to die. Totally didn't go on Pornhub. Don't know why you'd think that. <laughs> the worst ones were like people who were like, oh, you know, I was like, well, there's no chance. I had no chance. So I just like went out on the roof and had a beer. Yeah. And then someone replies and they're like, so where were you exactly? And they're like, oh, here. And they're like, but you totally had a chance. You could have gotten <laughs> to the other side of the mountains easily. You would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> but like wouldn't you in, the, in that situation be like, ah, screw it. Like jerk off. <laughs> no <laughs> but like you know the world like if this is happening then my world as i know it's probably going to change pretty dramatically mm. screw it let's just have a beer and go out in style yeah yeah there were just there was some like really sad ones does anyone have any heroin yeah would be my first thought there are people that were like oh i'm gonna die it's like i didn't, didn't get to say goodbye to everyone i wanted I liked ones where they're like, oh, I texted them goodbye and then I like later on they got the response like, wait, was this your final goodbye message that you sent me? It's a little bit lacking. It's like, come on, guys. Yeah, I had 10 minutes. <laughs> like, come on. Anyway, it's really sad. And just the- <laughs> I also had to find the right video to beat off to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Priorities. Last one has to be something special. But it's like, it's also, <laughs> it's really, 
Just you can't just go to your normal go to. <laughs> so, but it's like it's really sad thinking about all those people that thought they were dead. Yeah. yeah. But you know it worked out okay. Although I don't know, has anyone run the numbers on whether anyone was like, "Oh, beat the beat this missile to it"? <laughs> don't know. As in, what, sorry, they were like they off themselves. Oh, I don't think anyone did. No. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a lot of chaos at schools and stuff. Yeah. And then, like forty minutes later, they're like, "Oh, sorry, that was a, that was a mistake." Yeah. So the reason that ties into Q. Yeah. Was Bill Clinton was in Hawaii two days before. Yeah. Uh, and he was holding up, I can't remember what, it was like some sort of yacht art exhibition thing. And he was holding up a photo of New York, the New York skyline, and the boat was on the water by the Statue of Liberty. And it was, this yacht had two red flags. Right. <laughs> right about the place where the two towers probably might be. Right. Yeah. Like over the skyline. Um, so I guess if you're into QAnon and you think there's a message and everything, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. You also couldn't see his hands. His hands were behind the photo. Yeah, because they They're, can't show you his hands because he's got he, handcuffs yeah. on. Uh, also in Hawaii was Huma Aberdeen, mm-hmm. uh, Hillary's consort and uh, advisor for many years who was also in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they reckon one of the theories was they had to go there and get the false flag going in order to – oh, no, that's right. Sorry, not them – Donald Trump had to do that, make sure there's a false flag in order to hack into the NSA in Hawaii yeah. Yeah. to get information out for some reason. Right. Because it's not on the mainland, they're under a different law. Oh, yeah. Of course, was, island yeah. law. Yeah, yeah, it was so like, what are you talking about? Um, oh, yeah, it was something to do with all of their servers or something. So when there's an emergency yeah. in Hawaii, they data dump all of their secret shit to a mainland server. Yeah. And they can get into the mainland server. They can't get into the island yeah. server. And that's right. where all the... Because the island server is protected by tiki gods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all the uh, Hillary and Bill stuff yeah. actually was. Oh, They've been right. hiding it. And that's why they were there earlier to hide it there. Yeah. Donald Trump was off. Was getting in there to offload Trump it. would take his family to Hawaii to find how to solve the Tiki God problem. <laughs> but it would turn into like that episode of the part, the Brady Bunch where they go to Hawaii and find the little statue and then they start <laughs> having bad luck and all this hijinks <laughs> happens. And they ended up having to put it back in the cave. <laughs> I did also just not QAnon related at all. I did watch a video last night by a... Canadian prepper, okay, like mm. a survivalist apocalypse prepper sort. Yeah, uh, his thing. He's like, I'm, I'm not prepping for a nuclear thing at all. He seemed to have an idea that if the nukes started flying, it would be like, oh, well, America and North Korea are affected. I don't know if he fully grasped the worldwide exchange yeah, that would okay. begin. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> when a nuke goes, starts going towards North Korea, and the Russians are like, oh, well, let's just see if that only goes to North Korea. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> no, We'll just, we'll just wait and see what happens. Also, nuclear weapons are famously contained. Yeah. Certainly no, like, fallout that happens after that. Oh, that's, you could drop one nuke on North Korea. Yeah. The problem is it's not just going to be one nuke. But also, like, South Korea is literally like... Yeah, well, that'll be dead. Yeah. But it's like... So, I'm sorry, my family that lives in South Korea. Thank you, you, thank you for the beer that you sent me. He's like, I'm in Canada. Yeah. I'm fine. It's like, no, that's not really how it works. But anyway, leaving I've, that aside. I've got my milk in my bag, yeah. my yeah. loonies and toonies. Exactly. <laughs> but he's like, oh, you know, when that happened, I was like, I realised I wasn't uh, ready for that. It's like, yeah. well, what's the point of you then? Yeah. But he was like, he reckoned that they'd done it on purpose because what ha- what actually happened is that they've got some weird 
80s UI that there's some guy who's like, I sent 50 emails that we needed to fix this. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I was talking about. And they're like, all right. Nobody likes that guy. Yeah, He's like, you already didn't like me. You didn't listen to me. <laughs> um, there was a screenshot floating around. I think it was genuine of the UI mm. screen. Right. And it's like, there's like seven options from this drop down. It's like nuclear alert, test nuclear alert. <laughs> so like, no, that, that's, I think that one's like a mock-up. Okay. Right. That, that was the thing. They're like, oh, one of them says nuclear alert and one says test. Yeah. Really, it's it wasn't a drop down. It's like just a list of hyperlinks to click on. Yeah, right. yeah. That are all next to each other. Yeah, yeah. And there's like. <laughs> no what, confirmation button. <laughs> there's one like random alert. Then there's the real nuclear alert. Then there's like a couple of other ones and then there's the drill nuclear alert and then there's like a few others. Yeah. They're all just mixed in together. Yeah, 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 there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. And it's literally just links. So two of us, uh, Salty and I have worked in organisations that have very outdated lists of things Mm. and I've clicked the wrong button. I've screwed up a whole bunch of things in a similar Scenario causing a lot of people a lot of overtime. Mm. And looking at that, I was like, yeah, I can 100% see A, have that software is still in existence mm. in, a, in a government organization, and B, how you would get that wrong. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, I'd be the guy that sent the email. I'm yeah. Like, Come on, guys, we need to fix this. Well, oh, there's a reason why I don't work at that company anymore. <laughs> Nuclear war is the reason. Um, also, there was a false alarm. Oh, sorry, but um, his theory, though, was that they'd done it on purpose to see what people would do. Right. Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. He's got shares in Pornhub. But he had, he had the series like, oh, you know, for the first few minutes people would be fine and then after like 10 minutes they'd like you'd see society start to break down mm. and then that, they had to like close it off at 40 minutes because that's when people would start looting. Mm. It's right. like, but no one's going to start looting if they think there's missiles coming. So to, to what end are they looting? Yeah. So preppers. Always wanted to. <laughs> I, I, preppers is something that like reading through all the online forums about preppers, they are just gagging for society to collapse. Yeah. That is their ultimate goal. And I remember seeing a conversation online, someone asked a question on a forum of like, hey, when society collapses and we all like go to ground and we survive, how do we rebuild society? And all the comments were, why would you want to rebuild society? We've already proven it's failed. Yeah. Just get your guns and just shoot anyone that comes near <laughs> you, basically. It's like, oh, all of you people don't actually want to survive. You just, oh, you want to survive, but you don't want anyone else to survive. Yeah. You're, you just, uh, uh, you're basically, they're all cooked. So yeah. I can see that mindset from him. Like, yeah, they, they're just trying to test us and see how, like, how quickly I'm going to shoot everyone around me. Because mm. reading prepper forums, they're going to shoot us all very quickly. Yeah. If you're, if you know a prepper, when shit goes down, stay the hell away from yeah, them. Don't go to the house. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, is there any other QAnon gear? Well, no. So the other thing that it, I haven't really looked at it too much, but there's been some meteor showers or one landed in America or like in the sky. There's been some good footage of it. Yeah. And there's also a false alarm, a nuclear false alarm in Japan right. at similar times. So people are trying to tie all them together with what QAnon's saying. You can't tie a meteor shower in. Uh, How's Donald Trump? Caused a meteor shower. So are you, are you up to date with all the other QAnon stuff happening? You can just tie in anything. So I haven't researched that fully and I think over the next couple of weeks or next week we're going to see it all play out with the fake news awards and see how that goes. Right. Stay tuned for just the worst conspiracy and I can't stop looking at it. 
I'm curious as to whether something I tied in is going to become part of it. I this is I think this goes to how cooked it is. You know the guy from the Ataris, the yes. base the base player was arrested. Yes, uh, he'd been running a real estate scam. Yeah, an overly yeah. complicated real estate scam. Yeah, he was arrested like with a whole bunch of cash, right? Yeah, but like he, I think they'd been investigating him for years, right? Because he'd been running this for like seven years or something. Basically, the scam was that uh, they'd put out an ad on Craigslist. Yep, or Craigslist. Uh, where they'd be like, do you want to buy super cheap foreclosed homes? And people were like, yeah, I'd love to profit from other people's misfortune. Yeah. Oh, the classic scam where you're doing something wrong and you get done. So you'd sign up for this thing where you'd have to pay like $200 and you'd get access to like uh, these super cheap real estate deals. Right. And so they'd pay the money and he'd send you the addresses or whatever of the places to buy. But... It would turn out that like there wasn't a house at the address, all the addresses were wrong. Right. And then you'd be like, I want a refund. And be like, no worries, just go to our refund process in 90 days and fill it out. And then after 90 days, they'd send in their refund thing and be like, no refunds. Now, why did he need to do all that bit? Yeah. Couldn't he have just been like, this is a scam, there's no refunds? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why did he need to add this layer of bureaucracy? But anyway, he got, got arrested at Bill and Hillary Clinton Airport oh. in like, I guess their hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In they, Arkansas? Yeah, yeah. Arkansas. Little Rock. Yeah, Little yeah. Rock, Arkansas. They named the airport after Bill and Hillary Clinton. Wait till they're dead first. <gasps> exactly. Anyway, I posted a screenshot. I was like, I'm looking forward to seeing this incorporated into QAnon. Yeah. The faves just started rolling in. Did you hash, hashy the old QAnon? Yeah, you better believe I did. Oh. You told me off for tagging people. You're out hashing bloody QAnon. Yeah, I know. Started getting faves and retweets from like people with MAGA in their name. Yeah. It's like, what? Why are you retweeting this? I'm mocking your thing for one. So there have been people uncovering ver- like very verified bots on Reddit that are posting the same comments on Donald Trump subreddit and conspiracy subreddit mm. um, and they're all like – Different usernames and the exact same comments and replies. It's not the bloody Russians, is it, Robbo? Oh, uh, I think it probably is the Russians. Oh. <laughs> um, hey, the Russians. Can you just stop it? Yeah, go go drink some vodka. Just do something. Um, can I update you on some black cat stuff before we go out? Yeah. yeah. Have we talked about black cats on the episode bef- on the podcast before? Yeah, yeah, we did large big cats. cats. Yeah, we did oh, big yeah. cats. Um, so... Black Cat Mythbusters Gippsland Facebook page. Yep. We've had some pretty good gear. Yep. Mostly just regular looking cats shot from a distance. Yeah. But a lot of just photos of pure inky black. They're like, that's the Gippsland dark. Yeah. <laughs> Trust us, there's a cat in there. Well, funnily enough, the, the controversy around it. Uh, so well, No one's out there suggesting that Gippsland's not darker than anywhere else, are they? No. This, this photo was of nighttime in a tree. Yeah. Very dark. Yeah, mm. I was doubtful of the Gippsland dark yeah. when you mentioned it on the original show. Yeah, very dark in this photo. So this this post uh, took me onto the the problem. We apologise for a post on the eleventh of Jan. What appears to be a creature in a tree. This is in fact a cow. <laughs> it was sent to us by a follower in which we can't name. We keep our sources in private. My apologies to Nick who took the photo and informed us. So <laughs> Nick, who they just said they weren't going to name. I think Nick took the photo and then their source sent it to them and said it was uh, a cat in a tree. Turns out it was a cow. Was it in a tree? 
Well, I don't think the cow was in a tree. Right. It was just, it looked like a cat in a tree. Right. It didn't really. It was just a pair of eyes. Yeah. Um, and that's the update on the big cats. Right. Right. They're still out there. Well, just yet to be captured on film. Yeah. yeah. They're uh, elusive. Bit of podcast news. We've got some new merch. Yeah. Now, do, do we want to talk about the... Do we want to talk about the yeah, um, what's con- out, the conspiracy what's that's been going out on? Oh, we we are being silenced. So we put up a, an item of merch that we thought was very very hilarious. I sent it sent it to someone and they loved it. Right. Well, I'll post the picture. We'll post it. I'll yeah. post the artwork on Facebook tonight. I'm we like, don't give a shit. No, I don't care. Anyway, we posted. We, we talked about Tom DeLonge and aliens, and we talked about Blink One Eight Two and the song with alien stuff in it. So we yeah. thought. Why don't we just make a little T-shirt, a little parody T-shirt, just for some fun of this little emo alien kid in his room sitting on his bed looking all emo with a big band poster up on the wall of his favourite band, not Blink-182. Doesn't say that anywhere on the poster. Not at all. Or the artwork. Yep. Just did a little play on the name, Woke182. Um, a little take on their blue pill on the Enema of the State album. Yeah. I think it's their regular logo now. Yeah, right. So um, we did it, I made it red. Yep. With yep. Woke182 in it. Pretty funny. Yeah. <coughs> we took the smiley logo with the arrows coming out from it, changed it from a, a round smiley face to an alien yep. smiley face. That's all it is. Yep. Bit of fun. Yep. With... Hashtag Clapothopod written in like cool, you know, scratchy punk writing. Yep. We're like, people are going to love this. We put it up as a t-shirt. A couple of days later, before we even told anyone about it, had we posted anything about it? No. Nah. No. Nah. Go go to look on the uh, the old Redbubble page and it's gone. So we put it back up and then Cam goes, hang on, has anyone checked the email that we have registered to that? Because no one checks it. Checked it and there's a notice from Redbubble saying, hey, we've uh, we've taken your artwork down because of a claim by T-Cert, which mm. is the company that has the licensing for all of Blink-182's merchandise. They think that we're infringing on their trademarks and their, their rights. Mm. Even though we're not – it's a parody. Fair use. Fair use. Under we're American not, law. We're not, um, we're not putting it out there trying to pretend that it is Blink-182 merchandise. Yeah. Unless Tom DeLonghi has been so forward thinking that he's like – when the aliens do come, mm. they'll want to have alien merch. Yeah. yeah. They want to have emo alien merch. Yeah. Because emo's going to make a comeback. Yeah. Or maybe Blink 182 was so fucking dumb when they signed their merchandise contract that when the guy sent it out and said, I have the rights to all of your merch in this and any known universe, <laughs> they've gone, <laughs> sign away. Well, we know they are dumb because he's in debt, which is a big part of the To The Stars Academy. Yeah. So all the money they raise goes to being paying off yeah. stuff that he owes. He's in debt because Mark Hoff has made him pay for every Alien song that he put on the album. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we go, oh, shit. Well, let's quickly go and edit it so that we, we take out the 182 reference in the, the title and the description and the tags and everything. Too late. Yeah, so we changed it to like be called Alone in the Universe and it had a fun little blurb about being an alien, feeling alone, but you're never alone when you crank up your favourite tunes. I enjoyed that blurb, by the way. It was good. Mm. Thank you, Cam. Oh, sorry. I enjoyed that Cam blurb, by the way. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, nah, ping, taken down again. 
stalling. He won't cut us any slack. No. So then we real. I realized in the email that it's like, what happens now? And the first thing it says is like, don't, don't re-upload do it, again. it again. And I was like, shit. So that's we're already repeat offenders. Yeah. But there is a there is a link that we can follow to dispute it. Yeah. Which I think we should. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we should yeah. do that, right? But we've got some other merch up in the meantime. We had also developed a little bit of merch. It's a bloody cracker. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it a cracker? It is. It's so it is. good. Yeah. Uh, it's a coffee mug yep. that you can have for around your house or around your office. Oh, take it to the office. I suggest having it at your office. Yeah. The bants that this can create in your oh. office. If I will still work in an office, yeah. man, I'd be drinking my coffee out of that mug. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about buying one. Yeah. Check it out. Redbubble, search for Hypothepod. It's in our collection of merch there. You can still buy the Santa jumper if you want to yeah. get prepared for next year. We'll, we'll leave that baby up there, won't we? Yeah. yeah. You can still get the, the original cooked units. Been shirts. rocking that on my mobile phone lately. Yep. Looking pretty good. Cool. Uh, people want to find us. They can find us online, hypotheticalinstitute.com, uh, Hypothetical Institute on Facebook where you can leave us a review if you like. Yes. Also on iTunes where you can leave us a rating and a review. You can get me at Ale of a Time, aleofatime.com uh, if you want to come to a live Ale of a Time show, a bit of an extravaganza we're having at Stomping Ground Brewery. It's happening on the 25th of January 2018. Uh, this should be out before then. There's still a couple of tickets left. They're probably all going to go, but come along and taste a beer and we'll enjoy some bands. Mm-hmm. I know you guys haven't bought a ticket, but that's cool. A little ticket break. Salty. Yeah, free uh, ticket wouldn't go astray, but anyway. Well, I mean, I'm yeah, not I, made I of money. Sh- but I assumed we were on the guest list, but that's fine. Not made of money, but when yeah, you, carry on. When you get on as many guest lists as me, you can start making these assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> get your body dreams out of VIP. <laughs> That's not going to get you anywhere. You can uh, find me at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on the Facebook. And also, if you like a bit of crazy prog music and artwork, check out Toe Hider on Patreon. Uh, we are releasing a cover version this week of a little banger called Bat Out of Hell. Which is going to be great. I love that song so much. Yeah. It's going to be great. But also your cover of the cover of Bad Out of Hell. Yeah. I had a lot sick. of fun. <laughs> I had a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. So check that out. But um, all the songs that you guys have put out have been b- 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 bangers. Yeah. It's gone good. Yeah. that That's a, a good Patreon you guys have got going on. Yeah. Thanks, man. A little bit jealous. <laughs> okay. Uh, edit this in before when I was listing off the things. And you can find us on Twitter at Hypothepod. Now edit this in at the end of Salty's bit. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sexenheimer. Uh, gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for my other podcast. And uh, check out overland.org.au. I wrote a little sneaky little article this week, sort of about a conspiracy. Mm, the, yeah. uh, the media conspiracy of the African gang crisis. Mm. A few sneaky little Nazis in there. It's good. Uh, some Juggalo gear in there as well, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, good article, Cam. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Robbo. I will read it. I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Cut that. <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. Whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry
say I buried tall at the end of strawberry fields forever. Ooh, don't worry about a thing. Except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?